0: Looking around you, things seem fine Many mountains left to climb Looking around you, things seem good But Earth is so misunderstood I wish that folks would take a stand Step up, do something, lend a hand Invested all my time and heart Now others need to play their part
1: The Stage Door Show, celebrating the independent artist, with your host, Dave Ondel. Hi everybody, welcome to The Stage Door Show. Tonight my guest is coming to us all the way from Zurich, Switzerland. She created an ambitious and eco-friendly musical called Treason, we can't wait for her to tell us about her amazing work. Please welcome to the show, G. Victoria Campbell. Thank you for joining me, Vicky. Thanks
2: for having me, Dave. My pleasure.
1: Now, let's have our listeners uh, get to know you a little bit. Uh, as I know besides being a playwright and making music, you're an industrial organizational psychologist. Tell us what that is, and is there a relationship between that and your art?
2: Yes. Very good question. Um, and so I hear two parts to that question. Um, so first of all, I've always been interested in the human condition, and mental health, emotional health, and our ability to learn and, you know, grow to be better versions of ourselves, and, and really more importantly, our capacity to, like, uplift each other as a collective and as a, as a society, and I think that both psychology and music can do that, and I've always been interested in both. Um, I majored in psychology, and I minored in music. So with that in mind, to go back to the first part of the question, which is what is, industrial organizational psychology, which is a mouthful. So um, I call it IO psychology for short, and it's basically the psychology of work. So it's the study of human behavior in the workplace. So whereas like traditional psychology focuses on mental health, IO psychology focuses on organizational health and Understanding people and tapping into their potential while they're at work. In my prior life, before music, I worked for companies as a consultant. You know, leading various employee programs or helping individual employees through personal work-related like transformations. Um, and so, that's kind of what I/O psychology is in a nutshell. So, the second part of your question is, how does it relate to music and my arts? So. Music, for me, is kind of the same thing. It's trying to inspire personal awareness, personal change, and when it comes to my art, this is in reference to the audience as opposed to employees. So, yes, there is absolutely a relationship between I.O. psychology and my my art. Um, Ultimately, I want to help influence people and empower them and challenge them to live up to their potential for the greater good. So, um, whether it's you know, writing a business case for change for a new company program or whether it's writing a musical, it's really the same goal, which is to move people emotionally and bring them along for the ride um, on an emotional level before they're moved on a practical level. And so really psychology, my art, it's really just intended to inspire people toward action to um, not just entertain and educate, but really just empower them to act
1: you know as you're talking you know i thought i thought about something that i wanted wanted to, wanted to ask you because during the pandemic which i mean the pandemic has been going on for as we know almost a year now and and you know there's uh, we're seeing a lot of people either lose their jobs i was furloughed myself for 4 months and and you know i work in the corporate world in new york city you know of course that's it's it's uh you know we're able to work from home which isn't always the case with with a lot of people that have you know um frontline jobs but you know how has your job and and even you know we talk about this with the arts as well because a lot of independent artists are out of work as well uh, or we're having to do things through zoom or through other platforms that that don't have uh, you know people around um either at a venue or in the workplace so how has that affected your business or your job i mean is that you know is that is that uh made you i guess um i guess busier or is, or is this something that that it, it it doesn't really change no matter where you work either from home or or on the you know in the workplace does that change for you
2: yeah so for me it hasn't really changed much so um right now I'm doing my gig based work so business consulting for um a local or well, a global firm and so for me i'm like I'm not doing an internal role, so I have to have a lot of flexibility um I would say. I mean, more than ever, there's this increased passion towards, like, vision, mission-based work. I mean, even before the pandemic, but definitely now more than ever. Like, we're seeing organizations realizing that employees, they don't want to just make a paycheck. They don't want to just make money, go on vacation. Especially now, no one's going on vacation. People really aren't traveling or taking advantage of some of these um, more, like, tangible, monetary, kind of compensational things. And so people are looking for deeper like more meaningful connection to their work and wanting to work for companies who have like environmental responsibility or like social programs or community-based programs you know Patagonia is an example of a great company who is not just an outdoor gear company they're a company that's really focused on like making the planet a better place and so um I'm seeing it more from like the type of projects that companies are focusing on but for me like in my nine to five, um, I my work ebb and flows, which has given me a lot of flexibility to create art, which I'm really thankful for.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I, I'm the same way. And, and I think a lot of artists, you know, regardless if you're a writer, or singer, uh, producer, actor, you know, I think that the pandemic, if anything, has given given us artists, you know, uh, time to. Uh, to really, you know, kind of dig into our passion and, and and our art. So I think if people took advantage of it, great, you know. And and so it's allowed me to do it as well with the with the podcast. But you know, speaking of um, environmentally friendly, talk about you know, your musical treason T R E E S O N. I just want to make sure I spell that out because it's it's pronounced treason, but it's T R E E S O N. Focusing on environmental concerns, and you know, first of all, your music is amazing. You know, so but tell us what led to um, you writing that musical and what it's about
2: yeah definitely and thank you i really appreciate the compliment. so um season was like very organic and and also very sudden so um i think with the pandemic and everybody being in lockdown um and just unable to see the world to see friends and family i had a lot of time like most of the world to really like process and reflect my feelings um and i also I miss, I miss home. So I'm from Seattle, Washington and, you know, in the United States. I haven't been back to Seattle in 18 months since I moved before the pandemic and then was barely here before the pandemic hit. And so initially, Treason was really just a bunch of poems. It was me journaling, me processing my feelings, me just being kind of down on the dumps. <laughs> and um, in the early days of the pandemic, I was reading all the news. Everybody was reading all the news. And I came across little pieces of positive news, though, um, amidst all of this negative, like, depressing news, saying, you know, the pandemic really sucks. You know, people are dying. People are hurting. People are losing their jobs. But guess what? Um, The silver lining is that Earth has a chance to breathe and a moment to heal from human activity because people weren't traveling. People weren't putting their direct footprints on the environment. And I started to realize, based on what I was reading in the news, that pollution was declining animals were reclaiming the territory, and you know, people like me and you were getting outside more and hiking more and becoming more one with nature. Um, and so it really started off as me just writing about my memories of the Pacific Northwest. Um, some of the poetry was um, from the perspective of somebody accusing me of harming the environment. Um, other poems were from the perspective of somebody seeking purpose in life kind of going back to that original question about what is IO psychology and what are people looking for in their work, more purpose, more vision, more mission. And so I saw this unifying thread across all of the poetry, and I was like, wait a minute, there's like a story here that needs to be told. It's all related to environmental stewardship, and it's all related to finding purpose in work. Um, And so poetry turned into lyrics, lyrics turned into melodies, and, you know, what an outline for the whole story figured out what all the songs were going to be about. And before I knew it, I had a musical about environmental stewardship on my hands.
1: That was really amazing. And you talk about being from Seattle. I, I had a film um, that was in a film festival in Tacoma, actually. And, and But we spent a lot of time in Seattle. And, and uh, went up to the you know um, Olympic Peninsula and just just really kind of went all over the place and I just absolutely loved like Port Townsend and Pacific Northwest is one of my favorite all time places. So when you mentioned that, I'm like, wow! When well, first, what a place for environmental work too. I mean, that's just such a great you know place for. I mean, the rainforest and just so many cool things and and in, uh, in that uh, neck of the woods. So yeah, I mean, that's one. of, if, if all our listeners, if any of our listeners have not been to Seattle, you you have to go, uh, you know, uh, as soon as you can, as soon as the pandemic's over, uh, book a trip to Seattle because you won't regret it. It's definitely cool. But talk about the music and the production. We talked, you, you just recently talked about that. But, you know, I heard the cast recording and it's really incredible work, I have to say. And, you know, I've been around Broadway for many years with uh, with my daughter, uh, work, you know, in New York City on Broadway and and uh, with all of, a lot of our friends on Broadway. And, and uh, the soundtrack, you know, rivals any of those soundtracks I've heard. You know, give us some insight to some of the songs because I'd love for our listeners to uh, hear some of the tracks.
2: Oh my goodness, thank you so much. It's such a nice compliment. Um, I will take it. Um, so, Treason is the contemporary musical. So, not just in the, activist, in the activist message of the show and addressing a current problem, but in the musical styles as well. And so, I guess on a broader scale, the music of Treason is Americana. So, it's like fuses Jazz, blues, pop rock, definitely folk. Um, it even has some, like, inspirational tones to it, like not in the religious sense, but, like, inspirational and mood and sentiments. And so, you know, I'm an American, and the show was set in America, so that makes sense. Um, but to be honest, I just, I wrote music that I thought sounded good and music that I thought fit the emotions and tone of each character. And it was really only after the cast album was complete that I realized these songs fit subgenres within the Americano genre. And so this first clip is from a song called More, and it's performed by Ash. He's the main character. He's dreading going into work, and he's lying in bed. He is searching for something, but he doesn't yet know what that is. And so his songs tend to have more of like a pop rock sound, because right now, he's kind of status quo. He's like mainstream commercial. Um, and we have the amazing Danielle Allen Carter performing on this song You
0: wake up and lying, but not sure what lie
2: So this next clip is called Dynasty, and it's performed by the character Don, who was Ash's father. Don is the current CEO of Ho's and a lobbying empire, and he's telling it like it is to Ash. Um, this song has a different sound from the first song because he is kind of a stereotypical white male, and he represents capitalism and wealth and power, and so I wanted this song to have more of an old-school American Western vibe to kind of match his personality. And it's performed by the amazing Colin Wardale from the UK.
3: You roll in at a quarter past 11. Your location is frequently unknown. You're very hard to reach. I don't mean to preach, but you've got to learn to pick up your damn phone. You've tried. You think you've outgrown Exposed to many cultures It appears you're at a juncture But this family you cannot disown So what will you do? You're at a crossroads A moment of truth Which fork to take Make no mistake It's time to wake up It's time to pull through this is from a song called Takeover,
2: and it's performed by the character Tara, T E R R A. Tara is a passionate environmental activist, but also a symbol from Mother Earth. And she's basically pleading with us humans to take over her mission to take care of the planet. And this is performed by yours truly.
0: Looking around you, things seem fine. Many mountains left to climb Looking around you, think things seem good But Earth is so misunderstood I wish that folks would take a stand Step up, do something, lend a hand Invested all my time and heart Now others need to play their part a million times, it seems, or more. I've hiked these hills so frequently, so hard at first, now easily. I wish I had a bit more time, a few more seasons would be fine. If I had known what was to be, would I have done things differently?
2: This last clip is from a song called Birth to Earth, and Birth to Earth is about regrowth, hope, and inspiration. It's the finale in the show, and it's an ensemble piece with Ash and the activists. And they're all at the cliffs overlooking the ocean. It's early morning. There's fog. There's mist. There's peaking sun through the clouds. And they come together to unite. The activist songs tend to have a more earthy folk sound with lots of native and indigenous instruments and human percussion. So there's instruments like the ukulele, djembe drums, and, you know, some flutes. And this song is an anthem to everyone to play their part.
0: Is that you are reminding us you're near. You surround us all around us, you're here i
1: plans uh, for releasing uh, this recording and the musical itself? I mean, what are, what are the plans in the near future for that?
2: Yeah, it's really exciting. So the entire original cast recording is complete, and it's actually being released next week. So on Friday, January 15th, the album will be out in all digital stores and all streaming platforms. So this is really a huge milestone for us. Um, and so from there, the plan is to continue to network with people, create interest and buzz, and of course continue to refine and revise the scripts and the songs to make it the best show possible. Um, I've just been applying to tons of festivals and workshops and my like, cold calling producers and people in the industry, just wanting to connect with people who are passionate about art, obviously, but um, really are passionate about telling stories with purpose and stories with a mission and stories that inspire people. Um, so those are kind of the next steps for, for achieving um, the album coming out and then just refining the show.
1: I mean, are you hoping to either take this on tour or, or, or have it on off-Broadway or Broadway eventually? Is that the main, the main goal?
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. The end goal is always Broadway or, or West End. Um, you know, it's good to dream big.
1: You know, and you you mentioned West End. This kind of leads to my next question. But you know, you you live in uh, Zurich, Switzerland, which is which is beautiful. Also, um, you know, and and I have to ask you. I mean, what is the theater environment there versus the you know maybe U.S. or London West End? The audience. I mean, uh, aside obviously, right now from COVID, nobody's really going to the theater, but. Have you spoken to people, or have you gotten kind of a feel what the theater vibe is there?
2: Yeah, I've been networking a lot with people here in the industry, and some theater directors and some artists. Um, I would say, I mean, you know, Zurich, Switzerland is obviously much different than out of London or New York's theater scenes, um, or really probably the U.S. in general. It's Zurich is not a huge city. It's really quite small and cozy, even smaller than Seattle. And so I think... As a result, the theater scene is a bit more subdued. That said, Switzerland is a really wealthy country and Zurich is a really thriving city with a lot of money and a lot of culture. And so there isn't like a huge musical theater presence, but there's a huge appreciation for the broader arts. You know, there's an opera house, there's an annual film festival every fall, um, and many, many small theaters with like contemporary avant-garde productions. There's even a local musical theater school here where a couple of my singers that I found are from and they're training to be performers. Um, So it's nothing like the States or or London or New York. Um, I really need to tap into the States and and the UK for that. Um, But there's certainly an appreciation and there's many. And so I think there's, you know, a potential for more of a musical theater scene moving forward.
1: Now, Vicky, when did you become interested in theater, you know, and exploring your love for singing? I mean, was that a young age or did you kind of grow into it? Uh, at what what age, I guess, did you become interested in, in, you know, pursuing the arts?
2: Yeah, so I guess I've been interested in theater for as long as I can remember. I grew up watching musicals on film. My parents had old VHS tapes of so Rogers and Hammerstein shows, you know, kind of music. I grew up watching Disney, all the Disneys, um, but I never really imagined that I would be creating art as a writer or as a composer or, or lyricist. I was more interested in like the performance aspects. And so um, I was very, very shy growing up. Like singing took a lot of pressure from my friends and my family. Like I was so shy, I wouldn't even like raise my hand in class to answer a question. I like hated getting called on, I hated public speaking. And I, you know, I certainly wouldn't have imagined that I would be singing solos in public. Um, but I joined choir with peer pressure. As, you know, you're a kid, you get into peer pressure and started to, like, build confidence over time when I had musical directors and choir directors, like, encouraging me and, and motivating me. And so um, I probably got into singing, like, singing solos and having confidence in, in middle school and in high school. Um, but to the point where I needed to decide what I was going to study in college, I, I went with a, you know, at the time I thought was more practical field of study. And so I, I focused on majoring in psychology and working toward my PhD in psychology. It just seemed more practical at the time. Um, and I also, I was like self-aware enough to know that like, I don't have a ton kind of stage presence and vocal is like really competitive. And so I figured I should leave it to the pros. Um, but I've always been interested in the arts of the consumer, you know, seeing shows as often as I can all over the world. And um, i really was just focused on singing and then you know karaoke bars but never would have thought I would have created my own show from scratch so um yeah I was interested but never really thought about it as a profession until now
1: yeah I just talk about that a little bit more because you know when you mention you know it gives you confidence you know I was very shy too I mean as a as a kid and and so was my son and and my daughter as well, and and you know they both got into theater, and that's really what I, when I started to, to uh, you know kind of I was always in sports, and when I got into my kids got into theater, it it started my passion in the theater as well. But I saw from a very young age that, it, you know, people that might be shy or maybe maybe are are you know hesitant to like you said raise your hand raise your hand or get involved with uh, anything in front of people, they flourish on stage because it's. Uh, it, it's the arts. I don't know what whatever you're doing in the arts. It gives you confidence to, to be you know like that person outside of the arts. You know, it gives you that confidence, and that's why I'm I'm a huge advocate for uh you know for funding in schools for art uh, programs as opposed to just sports, because I think arts really gives people uh you know the confidence that, that they need as people, and it also and now you're a psycho you know psychologist, but you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, it it helps with test scores as well with with kids in either, you know, middle school, high school that are, you know, getting ready for college, you know, the arts, uh, you know, makes you think differently, maybe more broadly, and it it raises test scores. I mean, do you have any opinion on that or thoughts on that in your field?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you. I mean, there's, you know, studies that show there's, um, you know, music is very mathematical, you know, lots of numbers involved, and there's studies that show that people who focus on music or the arts, they're they're more well-rounded as, like, as students and in all the fields, um, and I think it gives you more, like, awareness to how just not who you are as a person, but how you impact other people, so I think the thing that, for me, got me over my stage fright was when I realized, you know, this isn't for me to be, like, famous or for me to be a star with people to look at me. This is really about the story that I want to tell the audience and how I want to impact them and how I want to move them and impress upon them. And so I think performing, you know, it builds confidence, but I think it also makes people realize that there's something beyond themselves and it makes them more empathetic, more... Um, able to relate to other people, to see things from different perspectives. Maybe I'm just being like way too hokey here, but I truly believe that. I think that people just become more well-rounded, kind human beings when they're involved in the
1: arts. I completely agree with you, 100%. That was very well said. Um, you know, the other thing I want to talk about, it, real real quick, about the pandemic. You know, I know that like, we talked about this earlier, but it gives people a lot of time to you know especially you know people that are in the arts to kind of you know hone their craft a little bit and uh you know as, as far as the focus on your musical i mean did that really uh during that that time frame you know give you the time to really focus on you know the words or the the, the songs that you wanted to create and uh you know give you that ability to really put out the best work that you possibly could
2: yes um 100 to be honest with musical would not have happened if there wasn't the pandemic, um, like most of the world, I was like way too distracted with the monotony of normal life, you know, working, traveling, signing out, being social. And I just didn't make time for me to reflect, you know, who am I not really just as an artist, but more importantly, as like an activist, as a member of society, I was just so caught up in my own world um, that the pandemic once we was stuck at home. I was just more reflective and more contemplative and, really kind of figure out, you know, who is Vicky? How can I be a better version of myself? How can I be a better contributor to society? And um, that's the kind of the first answer um, because I had so much time to create. But secondly, I think the pandemic gave me the opportunity to work with people all over the world. Um, I probably would have just focused on working with people locally in person if it wasn't pandemic. But being 2nd inside, I was compelled to work with people in all time zones, and I cast a much wider net. Um, for example, my arranger, who's super talented, Joseph Perdue, he's from the U.K., and I wouldn't have ever thought about working with somebody not in my city if there wasn't a pandemic. Um, the same with my singers. You know, a couple of them are from here, from Switzerland, but I have singers from seven different countries. And so I think ultimately I was able to land on a better final product um, as far as a, an original cast recording for the, for the cast album.
1: You know, what is the main message of your musical? What do you want them to talk about on their way home? I mean, what, what's the main message that you, that you want to get across?
2: Yeah, prison is about finding purpose, and finding purpose to be a better member of society and to be a better member of the collective. It's about collectivism, not individualism. Um, it's about environmental activism. So, I mean, the message is, well, the tagline of the show is, will you play your part before it's too late? And that's the motto. That's the slogan. That's in one of the choruses of one of the main songs. You know, will you play your part before it's too late? And so, Trusen is—it's an activist musical, and it's about this guy who's torn between profits and purpose, and he's torn between doing the easy thing or doing the hard thing, when the hard thing is better for society. And so. With Treason, I want to impassion people to mobilize on behalf of the planet to, to leave the theater ready to act and think about that tagline, you know, will you play your part before it's too late.
1: Oh, Great. And then, you know, also tell our listeners how they can find you on social media and, uh, you know, information about the musical.
2: Yeah, so people can find out more about Treason by following at Treason Musical on all of the main social media platforms, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's Treason with two E's. And they can check out the website, treasonmusical.com. Um, and, of course, got to do with one last plug, they can go to Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music to check out the Treason original cast recording album on Friday, January 15th.
1: Well, G. Victoria Campbell, uh, thank you so much for, for being with us tonight. And, you know, again, everybody, all our listeners, uh, need to go out and, uh, first of all, get this cast album. It's it's I've listened to it. It's amazing. Uh, and also check it out on, on social media and also um, the website. And again, G Victoria Campbell, thank you so much for joining us tonight.
2: Thank you so much, Dave. My pleasure.
3: So what will you do? You're at a crossroads, a moment of truth. Which form to take? Make no mistake. It's time to wake up. It's time to